Hello everybody, this is Georgia here. It's 10.37 a.m. on Thursday, December 22nd, 2022. I'm going to do the next installment in my Prince Harry Meghan Markle series of three podcasts. This is the second one. Um, I just, I want to state that I'm just looking at these like off the cuff and it's a very, um, basic overview. It's just really me kind of talking out loud when I look at a chart, you know, what I first see before really going into it in depth. And this is, this is fascinating to me what I've found in these charts, um, karmically and, um, in terms of sinistry between Harry and not only Harry and Megan, but Harry and Diana and Megan. Um, it's quite interesting. Um, but anyway, um, if you like these, uh, podcasts that I post, please like my podcast, you know, and, um, and, uh, subscribe, you know, it'd be great. Um, I thank everybody who has, and if anybody does, I thank you in advance. And in, and if you want to know more about me and my work, you can go to my website, www.ravenhawktarot.com. That's my website. I'm also on all most of the social media uh, channels. Okay, so let's look at Harry. Now, Prince Harry was born on September 15th, 1984 at 4.20 p.m. in Paddington, England. And that puts him as a, a Virgo sun, Capricorn rising, and moon in Taurus. So those are like all the earth signs. This is a very grounded man. Um, he's very loyal. He's very grounded. Um, I know he went through a rather difficult time after his mother passed. Um, I think he was just acting out because um, his basic tendency is to be very steady and grounded and loving. Um, he's a loving man. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's definitely... Uh, a lot of earth and fire. He's got a lot of fire too. The dash of air. So anyway, um, let's see, what was I going to say? Oh, so the sun is in Virgos in the eighth house. The eighth house is the house of, house of death and regeneration, uh, metaphysics, other people's resources. So death would have figured in his life um, with his son in there, and obviously it did, his mother's death. Um, other people's resources, he, he lived off the crown for a long time. Um, you know, he decided himself to, to break that. And um, his Mercury is also in Virgo. It's in the eighth house. Mercury is your mind and your communication style. So uh, he may be very um, a good communicator. Virgo's uh, ruled by Mercury, so that would enhance his communication abilities. Uh, Venus is in Libra, 17 Libra. And... Um, that is in its its natural sign also, because Venus rules the sign of Libra. And um, 
So he's very mar- marriage-minded. He's very um, loving, very, I would say, committed. He's a, he's a committed person. He probably always wanted to be married. I think a lot of what you saw in the public was, you know, exaggerations by the press and also, you know, him acting out because he's a very different person than perhaps his public persona would indicate. Um, Mars in Sagittarius, and um, I have found that to be often associated with uh, ADD and difficulty, you know, uh, settling on one thing and, you know, just wanting to learn all kinds of different things. His power comes from uh, his spirituality, other cultures. You know, he spent a lot of time in Africa um, that made him feel whole, you know. Moon in Taurus is in the fourth house. And the fourth house is your house of your origins. And... um, Taurus is often associated with values, you know, and he he was he grew up with a lot of wealth, and um, Moon in Taurus. Uh, also, it's how you see your mother, and he might have seen her as like his rock. You know, Taurus is very steady and you know provides everything, all material needs, and you know his mom might might have been his rock, and then I guess when he lost her it was probably the most devastating thing that happened to him. So, Moon and Taurus. Uh, also liking, I found that to be associated with liking the finer things, you know. Taurus Moon people like good things, good clothes, good food, good music, good art. So, there's that. <laughs> he has Chiron in Gemini. And with the with the Mars in Sagittarius and Chiron in Gemini... Gemini representing mind communication. Chiron is where your early wounds come from. I I wonder if he didn't have trouble in school, you know, like sitting and being interested or had a learning disability or something. Um, I've never read anything about that, so I don't know. Maybe it's something I'll have to research and see if he had any kind of learning disabilities uh, or problems in early, early schooling. So Mars and Sag... Uh, Jupiter and Neptune are in the 12th house. Um, And um, Jupiter's in Capricorn. Those are um, mostly um, generational. But in the 12th house, it may be hard for him to find his luck, you know, his things to go his way. I think, you know, when his mom died, um, it was just devastating. It really changed him as a person as to who he wanted to be. And I feel like he's just now getting back to who he really is, looking at his chart. Uh, Jupiter and in the 12th house, I've also read in old texts that it's also a guardian angel. So it could be his mom's looking out after him, you know? It's interesting. And then um, Saturn is his highest planet, and it's sitting right on his midheaven. And it's in the ninth house on his midheaven. And um, Saturn is the planet of restriction, lessons. So uh, philosophically, there's res- restrictions, lessons uh, in, his, in his ninth house issues, you know. But also, um, 
it, it, it's on his midheaven, and um, that's his standing in the community. And, and that, I think, indicates the restrictions that he felt being part of the royal family, you know. And, um, yeah, I think that um, that held him back in a way from creating his own philosophy and, you know, doing the kind of travel he might have wanted to do. Um, he has a Scorpio on his midheaven and Saturn in Scorpio. So uh, probably like um, if he had just been a normal everyday person and not part of the royal family, he might have been a psychologist or, you know, somebody who looked deeply into things. Um, but, you know, he, his life was sort of designed for him. So that indicates where there might have been, um, you know, tension for him, problems, issues. Uh, Harry has, we did Pluto, let's see, we did Chiron, we did Neptune. Okay, um, the nodes of the moon indicate uh, karma, past life, uh, would be in, in the south node, and uh, present life, uh, soul mission would be in the north node and his south node is in Sagittarius in the 10th house his north node is in Gemini in the 4th house so uh, past lives um, might have been spent in uh, religious institutions or as somebody who preached a lot um, somebody who traveled who loved foreign foreign cultures uh, he learned a lot about foreign cultures and past lives. Might have been a minister in a past life or a lawyer. Uh, this life is in Gemini. He's here to, to make friends and to disseminate information, uh, to communicate with people. And uh, also it's in the fourth house, so creating his own home um, would be part of it. So uh, Harry has... Um, his son, no, his Mercury square Chiron in Gemini. That's another reason that I think he might have a um, a learning disability is Mercury in Virgo, which is your mind and your communication. Uh, Chiron, your early wounding in Gemini would have been in the mind and those two are square each other. So I do think that he might have had a kind of learning disability or, you know, issue with learning uh in, in his early childhood, which may be another um, reason why he rebelled so much, you know. I'm, I'm going to have to check into that, see what it says about him. Also, that Chiron is in opposition to Uranus. Um, I think that, that his, early, his early wounding in his mind may have come from sudden changes in his life, you know, like parents getting divorced, mother dying, things like that. Most of his uh, stuff is in the um, top half of the chart, which means that, you know, his, his life... His life would be lived out in, more out in the public than privately. And... Um, I wanted to take a look at his mother's chart. 
with his. And, you know, there were some interesting things in there. Um, the first, the first thing is that, um, his vertex, which is in Leo, vertex is, uh, a point of, uh, karmic situations. And vertex in Leo means he might have been, in a past life, born into royalty. And, um, or, or as a public figure in some way, that, that would have happened. And his mother's north node is in Leo, 29 degrees. His vertex is at 23. And it's interesting to me because um, his mom... single chart here. I've got, I've got like 10 charts here going through them. I know, Princess of Wales. Okay. His mom, her north node uh, is at 29 degrees of Leo. 29 degrees is a very special degree. It's kind of the end of the sign. It's the last chance. It's, um, you know, I think she, um, she spent lifetimes working for the public good which is, is evident in her Aquarius south node, her moon in Aquarius, they're conjunct. And this life she came to learn to be royalty, literally. And um, at 29 degrees, it's a critical degree. And it's also in the eighth house of death. And um, so is Pluto. And so is her vertex, her vertex or of karmic situations is in Leo. Um, there was something she needed to learn about being royal, and perhaps it was her death. <coughs> Excuse me. Her death being a lesson. Like, even death can be a lesson for the soul. And maybe it's like, you know, these are the consequences of living a royal life, or that you're hounded. And, um... Harry has his vertex at 23 Leo, which is conjunct her north node at 29 Leo, which tells me that they have been together before in some form in past lives. These, this is a karmic soulmate relationship, and I don't mean that in the romantic sense of soulmates. I mean that in the sense that they are souls who have traveled through time together. And uh, it may have been why he was so attached to his mother and, um, you know, why he took it so badly when she passed away. And he did. Seems to me that Prince William handled it a little better. It might have been because he was older. I don't know. But, um, yeah, Diana was a cancer, nine degrees cancer, moon in Aquarius, Sagittarius rising and uh, Harry's Mars is at 16 Sagittarius and her rising sign is 18 Sagittarius so his Mars would have been on her ascendant and there's definitely a soulmate relationship between Prince Harry and Diana and like I said that's not a romantic thing it's a soulmate in the true sense of the word um yeah. 
Also, it's interesting to note that Diana, her son was at nine cancer. And Harry's descendant, or the cusp of his seventh house, which, um, which is the house of marriage and partnerships, is, is 11 cancer. So that put Diana's uh, son on the cusp of his, of his seventh house. This is definitely a, a soulmate relationship. Uh, these people, these two, knew each other before they'd established a relationship before, and um, in my next recording, I'm going to compare uh, Prince Harry's chart with Princess Meghan Markle's chart, and she's a princess. People don't ever refer to her as that, but she is, and. Um, I'm also going to look at the relationship between Diana and Harry and Meghan Markle because in a lot of ways, Meghan Markle embodies a lot of Diana and uh, it's pretty evident in their charts. So uh, that will be the next podcast. I'm not sure when it will be. The holidays are coming up, but definitely be soon. So I hope you enjoyed these a little bit. If you have any questions, please feel free to ask them. Uh, like I said, if you can give this uh, podcast a like and a follow, that would be great for me. Um, and I'd be happy to have you aboard. And if you want to know more about me, check out my um, website, www.ravenhawktarot.com. Blessings and talk to you soon.